0: From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett. The Taslina service in January and February 2023, and bookings are now available for communities including Angoon, Gustavus, Huna, Juneau, Haynes, and Skagway. The Alaska Marine Highway System will operate the Taslina four days each week between January 12th and February 26th, while the La Conte is offline for its annual overhaul and recertification. The Taslina has been in layup as a standby ship, as continued labor market shortages prevented AMHS from scheduling the vessel for service this winter. DOT said they will continue to explore supplemental service options in other areas of the state to respond to the needs of coastal communities served by the system. The University of Alaska Faculty Union membership has ratified a tentative contract agreement with the University of Alaska Administration. United Academics certified the ratification vote results Monday. The Alaska Beacon reports that the two parties reached the tentative contract agreement at the end of October, ending 14 months of negotiations. The tentative agreement includes faculty salary increases of 3%, 2.75%, and 2.5% over three years, which are slightly higher than the administration's original best and final offer of 3%, 2.5%, and 2%. The contract is retroactive to July 1, 2022. To provide back pay for the salary increase, the university will request it as a supplemental budget item in the coming legislative session. About 50% of the union 677 eligible voters, or 344 members, voted. Of those, 324, or 94%, voted to approve the tentative agreement. The two parties are due to be back at the negotiation table in August of 2024. With a coalition majority now formed in the state Senate, Senator Jesse Keel spoke to his hopes that one will form in the House.
1: It was a very optimistic um, statement yesterday put out by the current Speaker of the House, mm-hmm. Louise Stutz, she's a Republican, um, and two um, rural... Legislators um, and and oftentimes the Bush caucus has been the swing, right? Those those remote rural folks who represent remote rural areas of the state, um, they've decided who will be in power or how how strong that group will be, um, and they just express their shared commitment to working in in uh, across the party lines, um, and so I think that's that's hopeful.
0: Kill broke down the outstanding recount and lawsuits that are still up in the air.
1: There's a recount out there in one Anchorage race um, that is seven votes apart, uh, and and I think you're going to see that take up a few weeks. Right? The Division of Elections does not um, take half measures on these things; they are meticulous, and it takes time. Um, <clears throat> so you're going to see that take a couple weeks. There are a couple of lawsuits out there. I, you know, I don't have a law degree, uh, I don't have inside, insider knowledge. I'm not involved in them. I I don't think either of those is going to result in a change. Um, in the winter, so um, I strongly suspect that the one recount, once wrapped up, will be the one thing that that gives the House a basis um, to know. Okay, here are all the legislators, Alaskans have said Who's going to work together to determine the direction of the House, um, and and who's going to be the counterweight on that? Both very important, um, <clears throat> but I I am hopeful that we'll again have a, a moderate group um, that puts party labels aside. Uh, as we've been able to do in the Senate.
0: Senator Jesse Keel. Two new pots of money totaling $20.5 million are now available to local communities through USDA's Wood Innovations Grants Program. The funding is from two new programs initiated through the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law. The Wood Products Infrastructure Assistance Program aims to provide financial assistance to facilities that purchase and process byproducts from ecosystem restoration projects in areas at risk of severe wildlife, insect, or disease infestation. The Temporary Bridge Funding Opportunity Program aims to support the establishment of temporary bridge rental programs to minimize streambed disturbance on non-federal and federal land. Applications are being accepted now through December 20th. Details and application forms can be found on the Wood Innovations website. It's time to get prepared for winter. We'll have details on that and other stories when News of the North continues. Stay tuned. You are listening to News of the North. Tom Matisse, the city's emergency manager, spoke to being prepared for this winter.
2: We recognize that southeast Alaska gets diverse winter weather. Sometimes when winter storms approach, we might not see a barge for a week or two. So people should always have at least seven days of food at their home and always have a go bag packed in case something should happen at their home that includes their medications and prescriptions and other things like that. But most of the time, the bar just come in and we're good. So it's the rest of the stuff we have to worry about. Icy sidewalks, too much snow, slick roads. Too much snow leads to avalanches and can also lead to mudslides.
0: Matias described a typical response of the city.
2: We have a lot of search and rescue teams and we have a lot of responders that attend an avalanche event whether that happens in the urban interface or in the backcountry. Most events start with a call to 911, and that's going to alert not only the police department, but also the fire department. Fire department has special teams units which specialize in those kinds of things. So it doesn't matter whether it's a mud flow or an avalanche, we're going to start our process. When we need additional help, we're going to go to outside resources like Sea Dogs and Juno Mountain Rescue and the Juno Sea Patrol. Especially those avalanches occur in the backcountry environment where those people are Very well trained to move fast and get your job. But what's really important for people to recognize is that the person in your party is typically who's going to be the one saving your life. People need to be responsible. They need to train for avalanche rescue. They need to practice with avalanche transfers if they're going to go into the backcountry. And they need to always be wearing those receivers and be with a partner.
0: If someone hears or sees something, this is who they can contact
2: we get a good snowstorm here in Juneau, the avalanche forecasts will be kicking off for the season. You'll be able to see a daily avalanche forecast for the urban areas at juneau.org forward slash avalanche. The Coastal Alaska Avalanche Center also has an observations page where the public can go in and tell people what they're seeing as well. So that's a place for people to share information that leads to more backcountry safety in the out there in the hills. Oh, well, my number is nine zero seven two zero nine nine two zero seven. Is a larger event most definitely. If it mixes with the urban environment, sure, we want to hear about it. When it comes to small avalanches and backcountry avalanches, people should also feel free to share those at the Coastal Alaska Avalanche Center, which is a great place for people to share observations and talk about conditions and what they're seeing out in the hills.
0: Santa's coming to town. Capital City Fire Rescue, Alaska State Firefighters Association, Juno Chapter, IAFF Local 4303, and Douglas Fire Association will once again bring some extra holiday cheer to Juno as members of CCFR and their families parade the streets of Juneau together with Santa next week. Here's Fire Marshal Dan Jaeger. He said Santa will be riding their new piece of equipment.
3: Platform ladder truck that we had shipped up uh, about the middle of September of this year is going to be the sleigh ride for Santa this year, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a, a great time. Like always, the Santa Run is a huge public event that uh, we get lots of people asking about early into the summer. You know, are we going to do it this this winter? And yeah, of course we're going to do it.
0: On Friday, December 16th at 6 p.m., Santa will begin his Middenhall Valley Route at Glacier Valley Elementary School and end at Glacier Valley Church of God. On Saturday, December 17th at 4 p.m., Santa will visit Greening Park and Lemon Creek, and then at 6 p.m., Santa will begin his Downtown and Douglas Route at Mount Roberts Tramway and end at the Douglas Fire Station.
3: We have uh, various career staff that, uh, that help operate the apparatus. We have volunteers. We have families of career and volunteer families that, uh, ride along and participate, uh, cheer us on if we're going through the neighborhood. Uh, there's a lot of different people that do that. And, um, and we have a lot of people that help, uh, even before all that to help get decorated and, and get Santa ready and everything like that. So, uh, a number of people participate in it. It's a good time.
0: The Sitka Ranger District has selected a 14-foot Sitka spruce to be the next Together Tree. Here's Sitka District Ranger Eric Garner. It's
4: called the Together Tree, and, and I don't think there's a more appropriate uh, title for it. As uh, you know, collectively as our community here in Sitka, um, we are going to package that up and, and hand that off to the to the Coast Guard. But, um, you know, we're working with a tribe. They will give us our Sitka tribe of Alaska. We'll we'll give a blessing to the tree before we take the tree. Um, We have got local youth and and children making the ornaments, which we will package up uh, and send off with the Coast Guard. um, And they will deliver both of those those items, the ornaments and the tree, uh, to the governor there in Juneau
0: public affairs officer paul robbins talked about the history of the program
2: we looked at the fact that you know the forest service nationally provides a tree to dc every year it's a big capital christmas tree project they throw a giant tree on an 18-wheeler and haul it out there and it's displayed throughout the christmas season we figured why can't we got a lot of beautiful trees here in southeast like can not we do that for Juno? we started that in 2017 and ever since then we've been working with the state of alaska the coast guard our rural communities and the Alaska Native peoples to put it all together, and it's meant to highlight the important relationships that we have at all those different entities from federal, state, tribe, local, and how important that is to how we manage the forest resources across physical and legal boundaries here in
4: Southeast.
0: Garner said the tree will be transported to Juneau by the Ketchikan-based U.S. Coast Guard cutter Douglas Denman.
4: We are going to have uh, the cutting on the 8th. That's Thursday. We'll have the blessing, the cutting, and then the Coast Guard will be there with us. And so we'll package the tree together. Uh, we'll take it uh, to uh, their cutter, uh, the, um, the Douglas Denman, and they will deliver it and get to Juneau by the 10th.
0: CBJ Parks and Recreation has started their third annual candy cane hunt downtown. The program has residents to go to the businesses and hunt for numbers on their windows. Lauren Verale with CBJ Parks and Recreation Coordinator talked about that while on Capital Chat. This year, there's a total of 41 businesses participating.
5: We're trying to come up with activities for the community that they could get out and about, um, support local businesses, but also stay you know, within their household bubble and safe. So, But it's just a huge hit. We have hundreds of people participate. Um, our businesses continue to grow each year. We have over 40 businesses uh,
0: participating. The deadline to submit the Candy Cane tracker is December 19th. It's at the front on our homepage, and you can download the tracker on your phone, or you
5: can print it out. Um, or you can email us, And we can uh, mail a tracker for you. Um, So then you just take your tracker and you head downtown and you just start exploring um, all the businesses that are on the list. And you look in their windows to match um, the candy cane number. It is a it is a number. It's not candy canes. And you know some people are expecting to find like actual candy canes, but it's a it's a number with candy canes on it.
0: She said, "In the past two years, more adults have participated than children, but it's open to all. We have, you know, some uh, toys for imagination station. We even got, you know,
5: this is also not just for kids. We have a lot of uh, uh, prizes for adults. We got some wine, got donated. Um, we have a ton of gift cards. Um, we had, I like, was just taking pictures of some beautiful knives that Alaska Knife Works donated." Um, we just have so much stuff, but we can't wait to pass that. We usually have around 15 to 20 winners each year.
0: Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYRadio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jazz Garrett for News of the North.